0: This is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC. There's no such thing as no maintenance when it comes to your home. That's why we bring you The Fix-It Show from 7 to 9 every Saturday. Get your questions ready for our expert home inspector, David Nason, from Best Inspections. Here he is with his co-host, Dayton Kane. It's the Fix-It Show on
1: WTMJ. Saturday morning again, and here we are. David Nason, how are you? I am doing really well, Dayton. How about yourself? Doing good. Show always sponsored by Siding Unlimited and JMB Construction. And uh, let's get right off the bat. We haven't done this in a while. You are an inspector. I am. Home inspector. You have uh, some specialties now, some certificates of inspecting certain things. Right. Um, Run through those separate things. Because everybody kind of knows what a home inspector is. Right. You go out and you look at a house and tell people what's right, what's wrong, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff.
2: So, well... And I will, but maybe a little clarification. You said everybody knows on a home inspector is there is a difference between a home inspector and a building inspector. Somebody was confusing oh, me it. with that earlier this week. So a home inspector, we home inspect a home for its condition and safety things for primarily a real estate transaction. Right. Other times too, but primarily real estate transaction. A building inspector usually works for the local municipality that you live in. City of Milwaukee, Wauwatosa, uh, Brookfield, New Berlin. New Berlin, you know, those areas, they are going to inspect your home when you take out a building permit and determine if work is being done to code. So the Wisconsin Uniform Dwelling Code, uh, as a home inspector, I'm not a code inspector, so I don't inspect things to make sure they meet code. It's the condition, safety issues, things like that. So that's the the difference between that. So yes, I am a home inspector, also a certified building envelope, certified EFs, certified stone veneer inspector. So those are the specialties that those where I focus. Um, I would consider myself an expert in those areas. And so I'm doing lots of different uh, uh, consulting-type work this, this, this year uh, for people who are having issues with their roof or exterior, the siding, other construction uh, problems as well, some, some on new construction.
1: And... You're fully connected with a lot of people in the industry. That if there's something yeah. you're not sure of, you can text them immediately right. and say, "Hey, look at this. What does this say?" Uh, very well connected that way. Israel. Right. There's only one person
2: that I know that I deal with regularly. He probably is more connected than me. Is Bingo Emmons from Construction <laughs> Bingo, yeah. Creative Construction? That guy knows everybody and everything. But yes, I do know a lot of things. If I if I don't know something, and I'm not claiming to know everything here. Um, I will know, find somebody or know somebody who, who can answer a question. Um, so a lot of background in construction has gotten me where I am today. Uh, plus being able to work with a lot of people, working with Tom Faza and, and just learning from him and, and doing this now for 10 years, just over 10 years. Never really didn't really. Maybe I was thinking I should have had a little bit of a a 10 year celebration. June was 10 years that I've been there. You go being a home inspector. So
1: they say if you um, do something for 10 years, you're an expert. So that makes you an expert official.
2: I guess I I am. So
1: tell people how they get in hold of you if they need help. Yeah,
2: the best way really is to look up my website, bestinspectionsllc.com. There, my phone number is on there 262 443 8958. There's a contact page. Two different ways that you can contact, you can just type in your name and then type a message if you want. There's also a, a button that says book now, and you can send me all the information about your house and everything. It doesn't actually schedule the inspection, but it, it gives me all the information I need so that we can talk and, and schedule your inspection.
1: All right, bestinspectionsllc.com. This hour, we have no guests on the show, so wide open as right. far as topics go. If you're listening right now, we'd love for you to call in or text in 855-616-1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Uh, I want to talk. I was sitting around a campfire in Germantown. Not campfire. A fire. We weren't camping. A bonfire? No, not even a bonfire. What is a bonfire versus just a fire? I think a bonfire. When I think bonfire. I think a massive yeah, fire. Yeah, big,
2: big pile of pallets or brush. Yeah, yeah, and everything
1: and somebody just throwing
2: like a, a, you know, just like a thing of gas on it. And okay, it just that's, go, that's
1: pretty much every fire at we're, my house. Whoosh. This was more just a fire. <laughs> right. We were sitting around talking. But anyway, we we're having this conversation that I want to bring up when we okay. come back. I know you have some things to talk about sure. as well. But always taking calls. 855-616-1620. It is The Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Oh
0: my God. The Fix-It Show with Dayton Kane and David Mason on WTMJ.
1: Manchester Orchestra, look at Isaac pulling it out. They're going to be at the Rave on Tuesday. Jimmy, we're all going to be there as well. Dayton Kane, David Nason here on the Fix It Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. So, yeah, last night I'm sitting in Germantown, up on a big hill in Germantown. Mm-hmm. Uh house is built in late 90s, early 2000s. And I guess all that over there is like land in, or limestone. Right. They had to blast to get their basements. Right. Like, you don't dig there. You blast your basement. Sure. So they were talking about how I was very jealous at this conversation. Their sump pump has never kicked on the whole time. They've lived there. I'm like, well, does it still work? Well, I don't know. I'm like, you got to test that thing yeah. once in a while. Throw some water in there, see Pour if it works. Uh, yes. But then they started talking about they had their sump pump covered because they had radon mm-hmm. systems put in. 21 was the number they gave me that yeah. they had in their basement. Yeah. What's the highest radon number you've ever heard? So, the, well, heard? Or seen, or that you personally have tested so, here in yes. Wisconsin. So
2: I do test radon testing, uh, and, um, the highest I've gotten is 53.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: That was down um, in New Berlin, kind of the um, Moreland Road and Coffee Road area. Right. That's in pretty there. close
1: to my house. That's so, not too far. So
2: 53 is highest I got. Scott uh, Campbell, owner of Lifetime Radon Solutions. He's told me that he's had them in the hundreds.
1: Does that just burn your face off at that point?
2: Well, it's basically, okay, we need to get a system in here wow. right, you know, right away kind of thing. Because
1: so four is the, the number you're not is, supposed to go over.
2: That's the action level. Right. I always tell people it's not a safe level. There's really, nobody has ever said that there's a safe level. And if there's somebody saying it's a safe level, that's not true. Because the, the comparison would be how many, what's a safe number of cigarettes you can smoke right. per day? Right, right. Better, no. They're yeah, yeah they're, they're not good for you. Yeah, exactly. So uh, radon is a carcinogen. It comes from naturally decaying uranium in the soil and in areas outside of the Milwaukee County, because Milwaukee County has a lot of clay soil, but outside of Milwaukee County, so Washington, Dodge, Waukesha counties, and the reason they have all that stone there, if you go a little further west and northwest, you got Lannon. Right <laughs> and and all those rock quarries out there. So that's all rock and stone. You go a little further west and, in Waukesha County, it's all lakes. So now it's all sandy and gravelly. You go south, southern Waukesha County and there's, you see all these gravel and sand pits along Highway 43. So that's just perfect soil for the radon to be first present, but able to come up out of the soil. So, huh. so that's why we don't see as much in the Milwaukee County area. The, the clay soil tends to kind of for lack of a better word seal the ground and and it doesn't come out of the out of the ground as much but it still can be it's still a good idea to do a test uh, and no matter where you live no matter how old your house is no matter whether or not it's a full basement, partially exposed basement, crawl space, slab, any building that's in contact with the earth is going to have some radon in it. It's just a matter of how much.
1: Right. So So here's a question for you then. So it's coming up through the soil. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we had ours tested. It was a 4.1. Yeah. Just over that action level. Level, Right. Which we still haven't done anything about. But when we did that test, we didn't have the crawl spaces sealed Sealed, off. Right. We have had those sealed off just for other reasons. Mm -hmm. Would that help keep that radon level down? Very much can. Yeah. Yeah. So it could.
2: Sometimes... Uh, a somebody who has a higher level of radon, they might be able to lower it just by sealing their sump crock if it's not sealed no. already. Most new homes have it sealed. Right. But you could just seal your sump crock and maybe caulk between the wall and the floor around your basement if that entire really? perimeter is accessible. Use a good uh, polyurethane-type caulk, not a not a latex or even silicone caulk. You need something that's really sticky, so like a polyurethane caulk. Seal that up. If you got any cracks in the floor, seal those. And that alone can can lower your level of radon. All right. So there are some things that you, you can do on your own.
1: All right. 855-616-1620. That is the old National Bank talking tax line. Uh, we do have somebody calling in right now. We'll see what they have to say. No, we don't, Isaac said. <laughs> He's just talking to his mom there okay. in the producer's booth. <laughs> right so. Okay. so the lines are open for you. 855-616-1620. It is the Fix-It Show on WTMJ
0: like a user's manual on the radio it's the fix it show on wtmj
1: good morning to you dayton kane and david nason here 855-616-1620 is the old national bank talk and text line we appreciate you listening this morning you can find the fix it show podcast on spotify apple wherever you get your podcast so if you're just tuning in you missed the first couple segments just Pull that up later in the right. day and right. check it out. So uh, we talked about at the beginning of the show, kind of what your qualifications are, but you're also the president of Wahi, right? First of all, what is Wahi? Wahi is the Wisconsin Association
2: of Home Inspectors. Really, the key word there is Wisconsin. It's R- Wisconsin Association of Home Inspectors, or Wahi, focuses on Wisconsin, and so there are other national organizations out there for home inspectors. They do training and other things. They really focus nationally. State of Wisconsin has its own standards for home inspections. We have our own building codes and everything. So, really, we focus on primarily training, educating our, our home inspectors here in Wisconsin. So it's a it's a I'm I'm very I'm honored to be the president. So I'm looking forward to it. Just elected in May, so I got two years. Um, the uh, Wahi pr- puts on a a training every year for new home inspectors. A couple years ago, the Wisconsin State Legislature changed some standards. We now have to have 40 hours, or new home inspectors have to have 40 hours of classroom time uh, prior to taking an exam to become a home inspector. It wasn't required before. It was a good idea. Most people did take some kind of course, uh, but now it's required at least 40 hours of that training. And so while he puts on a class, our next class is coming up in November, November 6th to 10th in, um, in Brookfield or actually I'm going to be in Milwaukee. And then in Brookfield this fall, we're going to have our fall uh, training seminar. So we, we do an annual spring and fall training seminars for existing home inspectors where we have to do our continuing education. Anybody who has a license basically has to have continuing education, whether you're a, a hairdresser, uh, a home inspector, um, I think even realtors also have continuing right. education. So that's coming up uh, this fall. Be here in Milwaukee. Looking forward to it. Uh, bringing all the home inspectors from the state down to down in Milwaukee for uh, for some training.
1: When that's in November,
2: November sixth to tenth. Right. So the... don't
1: try selling your house that week because yeah. they're all going to be busy. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> well, well, we we can fit you in right. for an inspection. So uh, definitely. Well,
1: that's a, and is, what's the website?
2: is wahigroup.com, w-a-h-i-group.com. W-A-H-I you can find all kinds of information on there about those trainings. You can find an inspector on there, uh, lots of other information on our website.
1: All right. Uh, we did get a text here yeah. at 855-616-1620 regarding our last conversation. It says, what does it mean to seal off a crawl space? The only access is a window facing the basement. What what I mean is we just had dirt. Yeah, We didn't have concrete on the floor, so we put uh, thick plastic over it we insulated the wall sealed that all off right. um with um well we had the board put on but then they f- uh, foam, foam it foam. too around it yeah um so we sealed that all off there's still that window to the basement right. so there's still airflow through the crawl space we actually have two crawl spaces off right. our basement um but that's what i meant by sealed it that yeah. there's no longer just dirt exposed in right. the right you
2: don't want to seal off those windows or those right. openings but you right. do want air from your basement to circulate into that crawl space, and what you did was was the best thing you can do for a crawl space. Years ago, uh, the uh, thought was, let's seal off the opening and put out vents in the walls to the exterior and let air from the outside flow into that, insulate the floor of the right. crawl space, and that just causes problems. Anybody who's got a crawl space like that, you know, you go in there and the insulation is falling down, and putting the plastic on the floor, what you did there is what we're trying to do is is prevent moisture from coming up right. out of the ground and causing problems in their condensation and other issues. But in doing so, like you asked, you probably limited or maybe even stopped the radon from coming up out of the ground too. So keep the opening from your basement open, but seal the floor exactly and, and insulate the walls exactly in the, in the box sill that that area around the joist cavity, yep. seal that. We did that and, as well. And then that should work much better. Good uh,
1: another text says, it seems radon testing wrecks changed, now saying the first floor should be tested unless the majority of living time is spent in the basement. Is that true?
2: Well, the, so the EPA guidelines, state of Wisconsin doesn't have any guidelines, but the EPA guidelines say that we test in the lowest habitable level of the home. So if your basement could potentially be turned into a rec room, if it's tall enough, clean enough, dry enough, you could add a uh, maybe an egress window if you wanted to. But if that's potentially habitable, that's where we test. The, I did one yesterday where the old farmhouse just stone foundation, damp, short. You're not making really, that up. You are never going to. Yeah, the laundry's not even down there. The right. only thing down there's a water heater and a boiler, and really not much else. So I tested on the main floor. So kind of to their to their question. Right. Yes, if it's not habitable. So if there's a crawl space, we would test on the main floor.
1: 855-616-1620, the old National Bank talking text line. It is a Fix-It show. We have to go over to the WTMJ Breaking News Center. Patrick Kane in this
0: morning. WTMJ's The Fix-It Show with David Nason and Dayton Kane. Good morning to you.
1: I am Dayton. He is David, and you're hearing Barely Civil playing in the background. That they're going to be at the back room at Colectivo tonight. Of all the concerts I've been to, I've never been to that venue. I, I need to go see a show there. I haven't there. either. I hear it's really cool, intimate venue. So uh, Barely Civil tonight there, and we do have another text at 855-616-1620. It says, uh, I had several temporary tests for radon done and was above 4.0. Last year, I replaced my 1930s home water and sewer line as the street was being redone. About three months ago, I purchased a new permanent radon detector. Every day I check, and the three-month average is 1.15. So just by replacing that pipe, they brought the radon down. Sure. So that was letting the gas in somehow through that pipe. Right. And they also said that the pipe was pitching towards the house instead of away, so that was a good thing to replace. But I didn't even realize there was a permanent radon detector you could put in your home to have it checking all the time.
2: Right. So radon comes in through the ground, so anything that's connected to the ground, the sewer lateral, your drain tile around the perimeter of the basement, those things. Now, that doesn't mean mean, with the sewer lateral – I guess you that's connected to your floor drain. There should be water in the trap in your floor drain. That would stop radon from coming in there. But uh, in regards to the permanent um, uh, products, I—the the radon monitors that I use for testing, it's called a continuous radon monitor, come from a company called Sun Radon down in Florida. They make um, nuclear equipment for hospitals and all this, so they're pretty... They're pretty high tech yeah. and everything. So they make these continuous radon monitors. They also make something that they call a, I don't know if it's Luft. What is the what is the letter U with the two umlauts? Luft. To the Luft. Maybe, they, maybe they have a German background, Luft. So if you go on their website, sunradon.com, they do sell this product called a Luft. It plugs in and it does, it looks like it's about $250. And uh, it the measures radon, chemicals, carbon dioxide, temperature, pressure, and humidity. So it hmm. looks like it plugs in and then it connects to an app on your phone. Interesting. Like everything else. Everything connected it, to the app. Yeah. If you don't have a smartphone today, you can't do anything, <laughs> apparently.
1: <laughs> so, uh, so
2: yes, yeah, so you can. You And there's other companies that sell them as well, but that's the company that I use for my monitors.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so we got that covered. Yeah. We've been talking about that. Um and so I'm just, I'm sorry. Texts are coming in. I'm trying right. to catch up with them. So I mean, so
2: that that not only does that um, monitor radon, it talked about carbon monoxide and things. So something that we don't talk much about are smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. Right. And in Wisconsin, right now, you are required at a minimum to have a smoke detector and a carbon monoxide detector on each level of your home. So if you have a two-story house, second floor out in the hallway there. Main level somewhere, not in your kitchen, you know, preferably away in a hallway, entry hallway or something, and then in your basement somewhere. That's a minimum. Newer home construction requirements, they put a smoke detector inside each bedroom. Yep. And then out in the hallway where your bedrooms are, uh, I believe it has to be within two feet of the bedroom door. So if you have a hallway and there's a couple bedrooms on one end and maybe the, the primary bedroom on the other and a couple on the other end, there's going to be two combination units in that hallway that are smoke and co detectors and the new ones have a permanent battery in them a 10-year battery so you're not changing that backup battery so they've gotten a little pricey i mean they're like 35 40 a piece now but they are important like i said have a minimum of one per floor and then test them every once in a while just push the button and make sure they work
1: and then a lot of times now they all go off in the entire house when yeah. you push the button all of a sudden yes. you're, beep beep, you're hearing in the homes, everywhere
2: yep they're all wired together hardwired with yep. the battery backup yep but if you have an older home they're not hardwired. they just run on a battery so you have to test each one
1: as we've talked about on this show my house was a 1940s home that they flipped a flipper came in after the older couple that left mm-hmm. was sold it i should count how many Fire detectors we have in our smoke detectors. There's so many, like you said, like every bedroom outside yeah. the hallway. Yeah. We do have one in the kitchen, which is a pain in the butt because it's always going yeah. off when we get a yeah. little a burnt crust on a pizza or something. But uh, and then the basement that it actually you talked about a code inspector before yeah. the new Berlin code inspector building inspector several times came coming back to our house throughout the sale because they didn't have the right system in the basement. Okay. You know, so we only have a ranch. So it's yeah. the first floor and then the basement. Right. And they didn't have everything they needed on that. I don't know. There's so much stuff going on mm-hmm. with that, which I guess is good. Yes. If there's a fire, we should be safe because yes. there's plenty of warnings. But right. uh, interesting stuff. 855 616 1620, the old National Bank talk and text line. It is a fix it show. If you have something you want to talk about, no guests this hour. So we're wide open to anything, not just radon and smoke detectors. Right. Uh, we'll answer any questions you have. Thanks for listening to WTMJ this morning
0: call with your problem we'll try to solve it it's the fix it show on wtmj if you got a problem yo we'll solve
1: them you know who sings that
2: <laughs> i have no idea of course you don't <laughs> If, if it's vanilla
1: not, ice, if how do you not know vanilla ice? If it's yeah. not
2: from like the 70s, oh, 80s, maybe early
1: 90s, my I'm goodness, clueless. <laughs> the old National Bank talking text line is 855 616 1620. Dayton and David here taking your calls and texts. And um, you did something pretty so, cool this yeah. past week.
2: Last Sunday night was the Alan Kowicki Memorial Race at Slinger Speedway. Okay. And I'm, I'm a fairly avid race fan kind of all my all my life.
1: Racing boats, racing cars. Yeah. But I've never
2: been a slinger before. Okay. And so yeah. So our um, our new this year partner Current Electric, uh, they sponsored the race. And so it was the current electric Allen quickie memorial race. Chuck Smith texted me. Chuck's the owner of the company. Hey got tickets for the for the race, VIP tickets. I was like, absolutely, I'm I'm there. And so, and Bingo came along and half of his family came along too. And uh, just before the feature race, so they're doing all the little races and everything, which which is crazy if you've ever been there. They have th- something called the Slinger B's. If you have, it seems like if you have a little four-wheel, or not four-wheel, front-wheel drive, four-cylinder car that's all beat up and everything, you can go up there and race it. These guys are screaming around the track. It was it was kind of funny. but So the, the late model stock cars, that's the feature race. Is a seventy seven lap race, seven. Alan Quickey's number was seven. So they so did that. I got to ride in the current electric Tesla, the solar powered Tesla, along with Chuck and a couple other people, bingo. We got to ride on the track before the feature race behind the pace truck. (laughs) That was amazing. That track is so steep. It's the fastest quarter mile in in the world. It's so steep because of the banking and everything. So we're flying around Chuck's you know, like like he's warming up his tires and everything. Anyway, so it was it was a lot of fun. So thank you, Chuck, for that. Current Electric, great company. If you're looking for an electrical contractor for any electrical in your home, solar, backup power, uh, they can definitely help
1: you out. They could probably up. install for the Tesla that, everything, they, everything. that you Tesla have. Everything, Tesla chargers, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Those they, Teslas have power. Like they take the off takeoff, fast. Yes,
2: very quick. I had trouble getting out of the car. I'd never been in one before. <laughs> so you just like got to push a button and then push on the door. You don't pull on a handle. This is really all kind of new to me. Yeah, but it like
1: was, being a child in a child safety yeah, seat. you're like Wait, a little bit. How do I get out?
2: But it was definitely a lot of fun. So well, I'm that is I cool. That. Yeah,
1: that is cool. So, so, any plans? What's What's next with currently? Do you have another power? Because you've been yeah. doing a bunch of stuff with. Yeah, them. we
2: did a couple solar, uh, uh what like open houses. One out in Lake Mills. One at Bingo's uh, place here in Milwaukee. I know they're coming on the show in. A couple weeks, September, October, they'll be back on the show. I don't know if there's another solar okay. uh, open house scheduled, but I'm sure they'll – they they love doing that, so I'm sure they'll have one soon.
1: All right. 855-616-1620. That is the old National Bank talking text line. So I was at a house this week. It was the weirdest thing I want to ask you about. the. They said they were getting a draft through their window. So I said, take me around to the outside. Let's look at the outside mm-hmm. of this window. Big picture window like no it doesn't open yeah. like there's no reason they should be getting drafting it's not coming through the window itself i thought mm-hmm. till i got to the outside the frame was bowed out like it looked like water got behind it it froze and expanded and sure. pushed the window out i could almost i could see a little gap through the picture window Man. and the frame because like, I'm like, well, it's a picture window. You shouldn't be getting any. Right. It's an install problem until right. I saw it. And I'm like, it, have you ever seen anything like that? Can that happen where what would so, cause a window framed of
2: Well, I think probably water. It What's, had a, to be, what's right, right t- above it?
1: There's a circle head on top of it yeah, and then leaking. brick. <laughs>
2: the circle head's probably leaking.
1: And it's leaking, going down yeah, yeah. the side of the, yeah. and then it froze somehow right. and pushed. I mean, it yeah. looked like somebody took a crowbar and just bent that thing right.
2: in and you said is brick around it? Yeah, yeah. So the so all you're relying on is caulk. Yeah, because so there's no flashing around there. The circle round tops are almost never flashed. Sometimes they are, but almost never flashed. So your first, you know, you know, uh, instinct kind of instinct is yeah. is almost always right. It's water's getting in there somewhere. It freezes. It causes a problem with the jam, with the wood, rot yeah. or something, and, and causing a problem. I'm like, is there so, an
1: animal, like, living in there, and mm-hmm. what's going on? But it was first time I've ever yeah. seen that. I've been so, doing this a while, and that was like, this is nothing I've ever seen before.
2: So no, probably no animals, maybe, maybe Bees, bugs. 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 Uh, carpenter ants are attracted to rotten wood. They don't eat solid dry wood like termites do, but if you have any kind of rot going on around your house, trim or siding or something, carpenter ants are attracted to that. they're They're kind of lazy that way. they're like, okay, it's got to be soft and rotten for us to to, to do a little more damage whereas right. termites and we don't really have termites in the in Wisconsin. It's too cold for them. We have some subterranean termites everyone. I think I was told that down in um, I think Franklin or Greendale somewhere down there on the south side of Milwaukee south of Milwaukee County, years ago there was an old uh, sawmill that they tore down and buried. And so there's some subterranean termites (laughs) underground down there. And every once in a while, they pop up. Weird. You'll see them. Weird stuff. Mm -hmm. All right.
1: 855 616 1620. That's the old National Bank talking text line. Ken from Waukesha's on the line. Ken, hang on. We'll get to you next. It is the Fix It Show on WTMJ.
0: More of your questions. Don't next. know who that is either. It's the Fix It Show on WTMJ. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
1: Vanilla Ice again oh. from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. <laughs> oh, having a little too much fun this morning. Yeah. Siding Unlimited and J and B Construction are sponsors every week. We thank them. Eric Brown from Siding Unlimited going to be on next hour with us. Let's get to Ken. He's been hanging on thanks the line. For waiting, Ken. Yeah, thanks, Ken from Waukesha. What's your question?
0: Well, thank you for the my call. I've got a problem with my stamped concrete in the front of my house. It's a red brown stamped, and I talked to my wife. She said he probably put that in ten years ago, and we've been putting on sealer every year and sometimes every other year. And it looks kind of murky, and I'd like to get that sealer off and get it down to the mm. the, the uh, base. Uh, what do I? How how do I do it? Number one, uh, if you suggest I get a
2: professional who should i talk to yeah i was uh, before you explained all that i was thinking that maybe it was just the concrete was getting dirty and absorbing uh concrete is porous that's why it's a good idea to seal it like you have been but i'm wondering if you're sealing in a little bit of an algae do you clean it before you seal it like power wash yes, it
0: i try to clean it and uh, power wash it But I think I just put too much on, and I think when I put it on, uh, it made them uh, too sunny. Uh, And it looks like it's got a murky or some kind of seal on, kind of, yeah, it's very dull. Yeah. And uh, I tried some chemicals that was on the can, and it didn't work, and I thought, there's got to be a way that I can dissolve this.
2: That is a good question. I don't. I'm not sure. I mean, I was going to suggest a sealant, a you know, clear sealant. Uh, Drylock makes some good products for that. But uh, as far as removing that, uh, that's a that's a good question. Uh, the only thing that first came to my mind, uh, I had Certa Pro Painters put a, that polyurea surface on my front porch. Looks awesome. Looks great. They do it on garage floors, porches. They really don't do sidewalks or driveways, but basement floors, porches, things like that. So they know about cleaning, Stri- yeah. sealing, stripping concrete. So I, I would recommend Serta Pro Painters for something like that. The, they should be able to help you out to at least strip that and then maybe give you a better re- a recommendation on a better sealant to use to prevent that from happening in the future.
0: Yeah, I bought the sealant from one of these concrete uh, companies. Hmm. And you buy in five gallon buckets and for the first couple of years, it was beautiful. It yeah. really popped, but now it looks kind of like it needs attention. Yeah. I hate to dig it all up and put it in a new silo.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, don't De- do that. Definitely, <laughs> we want to do
0: that. I guess were you
2: using the same sealant all the time? I and mean, I don't know if sealant, if that product would go bad over years. If you, I mean, a five-gallon mm-hmm. bucket's pretty big,
0: pretty big amount of yeah. product. I did have some left over, but. Uh, um, I don't think I use the old
2: stuff. I think okay. I just use the new. Okay. Well, so. like I said, the only thing I was thinking of is that maybe you, you didn't get clean enough or or something when you when you applied it. Uh, but it sounds like it does need to be removed now so it can be cleaned because you can't clean it if it's sealed. Right. So that that's the route I would go. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks for the call.
0: I Have a great weekend. Your comments about the Slinger racetrack. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite track. Also, oh. yeah,
2: yeah, it was a good, really good time. Like I said, I've never been there. I will be back.
0: Me, well, oh. very good. All right, <laughs> thanks, Ken. you day- guys. Right.
1: Thanks for taking the call. Of course. 855-616-1620. That is the old National Bank talking text line. We do need to take a break. That is it for our number one. Eric Brown on with us next hour. It is a Fix-It Show.
0: This has been the Fix-It Show on WTMJ. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of the hosts or guests and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.